Friday, January 26th, and here we are. Football season has officially begun for the San Francisco 49ers. We all agreed the year begins in the NFC title game. Well, guess what's this weekend? And guess who's in it? And guess who's hosting it? And look who's coming to town. It's the Detroit Lions and 49ers battling for the right to go to Las Vegas in this year's Super Bowl. And it doesn't get any more maximum. than that right there. That's as big as it gets. So here's the deal today. What is left for me to say? Not much. Oh, I'll figure it out. I'll I'll say some things. But what I really want to do is talk with you today, not just in the chat. But as you can already see, I have put a link in the chat that allows you to join us on this Sports Phone Friday, America's longest running, continuously running Sports Phone program right here on Damon Bruce Plus. It is great to have you here. Again, please hit like, please hit subscribe. Thank you so much for supporting the channel. It means an awful lot. And I'll tell you, we have a new member of the initiated, Mr. Brian Casey. Welcome to you, good sir. You get a golf clap for that. And again, stay tuned to the membership only con uh, uh, content. There is uh, there, there cocktails with Bane coming up soon possible cocktails with sports bane um but again thank you so much for leaning in supporting the channel and you can do so with a like with a subscribe you can certainly say hello today as i've already put in the chat that you can see uh, a link that will allow you with a video call to come on in and i want to hear from you today it's good to hear from the postman oy, oy, oy! In the house, section 201. Let's go, baby. Again, maximum football. Maximum. Achieved. Football. Maximum football achieved. The postman will be at Levi's trying on the jeans. Michelle Haberman says, come on by Blue Lot. Brothers making smash burgers. That's what I'm talking. Look at the good people partying together, cheering together, eating together, grilling together. It's my kind of crowd. And uh, Red Jet Shell. I see some of you Sunday are going to have an amazing time. Look, it's up to the 49ers to make sure that everybody has an amazing time. It's up to the 49ers to have themselves a kind of football game that makes everybody really happy that they're here. And I think they got it in them. I really do. An NFL record 19th conference championship game appearance for the 49ers. If you feel that this game is your birthright, Happy birthday. Here it is. It's finally here. And man, are the stakes just as high as they could possibly go. True Blue Forever saying, this game can't come soon enough. We need new material. I mean, amen, brother. It's not exactly the same sort of flow to a week that you'd get in the regular season where you spend the first couple of days looking back and then you immediately on Wednesday start pivoting to the game that's coming. We have pivoted to Detroit since the minute that Packers game ended. And it's because there was like nothing to look back at. There are no lessons to be learned. It's survive and advance. And survive, the 49ers did. They didn't do much more than just survive that game. They certainly didn't thrive in that game until the end of that game where Brock Purdy did the thing 
that a lot of people say they needed to see him do. Will you orchestrate a drive? Will you win from behind? Can you win without playing from ahead? Can you get it done in an ugly game? The Niners got it done in an ugly, ugly game. Uh, I'd like you to get it done. Let me get it. I'm going to put it in one more time. Let me see. We do a little clip. We come down here. We go uh, control V is the paste. That's right. And there you go. Once again, I have just put in to the chat all you need to come in and say, hello, it is really good to talk to you today here on a sports phone Friday. Um, the tale of the tape, it's really interesting. These are evenly matched teams. They really are. 398 yards of offense per game for the 49ers. That is eighth best in the NFL uh, in defense. Um, excuse me, with the eighth best defense. So they're, they're get this robust offense, a really good defense. And guess what? We're basically looking at the same thing. When we look at the Detroit lions, 27.1 points per game, fifth, most in football, third best in yards per game, a stingy against the run defense. And that's why I just think Christian McCaffrey is going to be the bellwether of what happens this upcoming game. If Christian McCaffrey has a big game, there's no way in my mind the 49ers aren't going to the Super Bowl because the job for the Lions coming out here is real simple. Stop that run and take your shot against the pass to defend that the best way you can. Turn Brock Purdy over once, if not twice, and get out of here feeling like you just stole something. That's what the Lions are coming to do. If the 49ers can control this game on the ground, they're set up to win this game in the air, and it all goes into the mix of not only did the Niners win, but they won in a fun way, and everybody had a good time at Levi Stadium, and people are feeling it. The world of shit. I was just talking about this with Larry. The world that we will be living in if the Niners were to lose a third straight NFC title game Oh, I don't even, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do, look, even if the Niners win the Super Bowl, there's somebody in the chat going to say, oh yeah, can you do it again? Like it's, it, even if they win a Super Bowl, it still won't be enough for some of you. It's an impossible world to please, but there will be no argument. There will be no pushback to the fact that should the Niners lose this game, it would almost ruin the upcoming season. It would just be, you know, regular season results, there'd be no reason to look at them, to celebrate them, to get excited about them, because it would all just feel like, yeah, we have seen this before and we know how it ends. This is the best quarterback Kyle's had. This is the best team Kyle's had. This is the best offense Kyle has had. This is the healthiest team Kyle has had. This is, I think, the right opponent on your home field that Kyle has had in an NFC championship game. So you better get it done. You better get it done. There are no excuses. None. I am reaching over here for a pair of headphones because when it comes to answering the bell, there might be nobody in this audience who, like, I mean, like almost it's like Pavlovian, the response. Michelle Haberman is always there leaning in, leaning forward to the plus. And we thank you, Michelle. I know how excited you are. <laughs> oh, man, 100%. And, you know, what you just said, like, here's the that third NFC championship, or, you know, championship game in a row. And 
oh, I was actually talking to this, talking about this to um, a fellow 49er warrior A's, but that rare combo fan um, last night, like, oh, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you gotta get it done. You gotta get right. it done. No, I mean, that's the thing. It's the the <laughs> correct reaction is ah! <laughs> just do it. Exactly. Right. I don't care how you do it. I don't care how many people have to die. I don't care how many hospitals need to be burnt down. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> exactly. Handle your business. You know, get it. Get that shit done. Let's go back and and then, of course, you know. Assuming you win on Sunday, who do you who do you have waiting for you? Either way, it's uh, you know revenge game A or revenge game B. <laughs> Either way, there is some unfinished family business waiting 100%. for you in Mark Davis's stadium, which is another weird wrinkle to family business when it comes to the Niners. So for sure, the the fact it's in in Vegas this year, it just makes it all like. It turns it on. It's uh, there's a whole nother dimension, right, to the whole like. Michelle, if the 49ers win this game, yes, I've got a segment that I can't do until they win the game. I can't put the <laughs> cart ahead of the horse, but the revenge of Greg Papa video that I am going to make is because look at it this way. What I know, I know for a fact, two things are true. Yes. Number one, no one at KNBR will talk this, and number two, nobody at 95.7 The Game will talk about this massive elephant in the room that is Greg Papa's revenge game yes. against the Raiders for what they did to him and where he is now to call a 49er Super Bowl in Al Davis's Mark Davis stadium. Oh my God. I, I, I wanted, I want I think I want that segment. I want that segment more than I even want a Lombardi trophy. I want <laughs> So tell me about the brother Smash Burgers. Does oh he bring my gosh. The, does he bring the plancha out? Does he actually yes. do the sear on the griddle? I love oh, a yeah. seared burger. He got, he got a new, larger, more more power. He said more power, <laughs> grill, right? Um, flat but uh, iron, or you know, flat uh, what whatever it's called. Um, to do it on, you know, because the lat because anyway, he's like, you know, I can't I can't have these be wrong. They got to be you know, perfect. And it, he's, he's got people like foaming at the mouth for these smash burgers. We did, um, um, we've done, we've done, a, we did them earlier in the year for the um, Cowboys game. And then he did them last year. I think this is like year three of these, but like he is known regionally now <laughs> amongst our people. And we have people like asking him at the beginning of the year when is the smash burger game because i definitely you know want to get on in on that action and we had uh we have about 40 people coming to our tailgate so um there will be lots lots of, of smashing uh, lots of lots smashing of and the murder. onions he, he's probably start on the onions today because the you know yes. he has like the jumbo two gallon bag of you know Vidalia onions that you've just gave him on the mandolin on the mandolin absolutely on the mandolin and he even like measures out with the um you know measures out gotta be three ounces literally he'll pinch off add add or subtract if it's like 2.97 nope gotta have it <laughs> there you go. hey you know we're not, not animals the the, the- <laughs> These things have rules. It's yes, not exactly. 
Michelle, you are the best. Have a great time on Sunday. And boy, you know, for a lot of 49ers fans, but I've known you for so long. I hope it happens just for you. I really do. Thank you, Damon. (laughs) Thank you very, very much. And here you go. Smiley Dan, number one, he hopes we're all safe. And number two, smash the burgers, then smash the lions. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love that, Smiley Dan. I almost said a similar thing uh, earlier. Today, I was like, smash burgers and then smash the I love it. Michelle, you're the best. Have a good one. Have a great weekend. Michelle Haberman, one of our patron saints here. By the way, old Dirty Hungus, the queen of the smartest, just happened to be a lot of females fan base in sports. Let me tell you, the Ploose brings them in. No doubt about it. The ladies of the Ploose. And here's another, our very friend, good friend, Kim Schaefer. Gotta love a Greg Papa revenge game. See, she's in radio, so she knows how this all works and how it all fits together with a little incestuous little industry we got. Everybody slept with everybody over here. Oh, and, 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 and Greg is, oh, the segment that I have in mind, what I want to do. Oh, it'll be great. True blue forever. Again, this game cannot come soon enough. We need new material. Amen, brother. We certainly do. Hey, what you need, what everybody needs today for sure is lunch. And I've got the right idea for you. That idea is Ike's. Ike's is the best sandwich you're going to get anywhere. And right now, I want you to download that Ike's Rewards app because you can start earning your way towards free sandwiches and you can get rewards membership points based on the amount of points the 49ers score this weekend. So sign up right now. Download the app now and sign up to get free membership. If the Niners were to score a billion points against the Lions, you would get a billion Ike's Rewards points. That'd be a few free sandwiches, I would assume, right there. But whatever the point total is, you will get an Ike's Reward point, and that means you could be on your way to eating free sandwiches. Get yourself to Ike's, get yourself a sandwich, and you'll get yourself very happy when you do uh get yourself to mybookie.ag use promo code damon when you sign up if you do uh get yourself if you got creaky knees ankles joints uh uh shoulders hips dr paul hughes down in san mateo orthopedicsurgeries.com is the right website for you to go to if you want to avoid an orthopedic surgery he's got stellar stem cell replacement therapy that has worked on me it can work on you and use the code word hunter when you make this appointment for 50 percent off of your procedure should you choose to get it and it is so much better than surgery partial full replacement dr paul hughes knows the way he is the sponsor of post game and damon hopefully you plan on being right back here sunday at the two minute warning of 49ers and lions that's when it's going down and it goes down each and every friday with our friends uncle boys we love you uncle boys you know that speaking of burgers before you start smashing anything with michelle haberman in the 49ers parking lot You can get your burger in the inner rich and you can get a tasty one at Uncle Boy's. You can get your uh, you can get your lumpia, you get your onion rings and you're going to be very, very happy and it'll be good for ball. And that brings us to our good for ball, bad for ball segment that we do each and every Friday brought to you by our friends at Uncle Boy's to remember our good friend, Michael Urban. Good for ball. Jim Harbaugh is back in the NFL. Absolutely. That is great 
for football. That makes everything in the world of football a little bit more interesting. And all of a sudden, it makes the Los Angeles Chargers pretty interesting. I haven't lived in a world where the Chargers being interesting, being based in Los Angeles has ever happened. I don't even know what that world looks like or smells like or, or sounds like. Jim Harbaugh, if I were him, I'd just be saying, we're going to powder blue unis all the time. Full-time powder blue unis. No more fucking around. We're the Chargers, baby. Let's embrace it all. So that's what I would do if I were Jim Harbaugh. Let's see if it happens. By the way, before we get to bad for ball, I'm going to one more time here. I don't, what do we got? Every we, we got we got a shy group here today. That's not the group that I know. Uh, come on in. Don't be shy. Video chats available right there. You click on that, what I just put up into the chat, and you can join us. You can join us. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, hold on here. Hold on. Before we get to I got old dirty hungus. He says, Damon, I asked about the Kobe, uh, the, Co the Kobe procedure for my upcoming elbow surgery. They said it hasn't been as promising in smaller and smaller body parts. That's what surgery tells you all the time. That's how they keep making an awful lot of money. Because for your elbow surgery, they're going to have to have a theater to rent out. There's a big surgery is preventing the prolific replacement, cellular replacement surgery that should be happening. You could cancel 90% of all of the surgeries today if more doctors embraced what Dr. Paul Hughes is embracing. And that's the last thing medicine wants. So don't believe big surgery. And old dirty hungus, seriously, if you're about to have an elbow surgery, you of all people should contact Dr. Paul Hughes, orthopedicsurgeries.com. And talk to him before you do something that you might regret. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, real quick, Uncle Boy's bad for ball. Bad for ball this week, and so we spoke about it a little bit yesterday, and it really does stink. Bad for ball is just the gutting of media that we're seeing all around us. You know, there are definitely elements of media that when you gut it, probably mean less. Again, sports is the toy department. I work in the toy department. It means a lot to me. But in terms of keeping democracy alive, a robust sports page you really isn't the way to do that. Um, you know, Pitchfork Media, which is a lot of music media, got gutted this week. Less music media, again, probably doesn't mean democracy is going to be ending anytime soon. But when it comes to actual media and being less of it, that is how it dies. There is a clear, clear, clear dumbing down of America that is happening right in front of our eyes. And with less journalism, it's not going to get any smarter. Be as angry at journalism and distrustful of journalism as you want to be. Less of it is not the answer. Because less actual journalism is going to equal more fake news. You're looking at what they're doing with AI right now. Oh, my God. It's just scary. So good for ball. Jim Harbaugh is back. Bad for ball. 
the media is being eviscerated every I, when's the last time you opened up a story about the media and it sounded anything like good news today more opportunities and growth in a very very important pillar of our society it, it the stories about the media never read like that now and that ain't good so that's bad for ball thank you so much to uncle boys who is always good for ball good for burger Good for delicious. Uncle boys, you are fantastic. We absolutely love you. We get back to a little sports phone Friday. We say hello to Nicotina. What's going on, Damon? Talking to us directly from the Hall of Justice, I see. I know, right? Well, you know, I, I have my own channel now that I do. Is my mic working? Um, you sound great. Okay. Uh, I have my own channel now for sports, which I'm really excited about. Uh, and that's the Jury Area Sports Show. So we do that. Uh, before and after the game so that's a lot of fun but you know you and larry have really inspired me to do so so thank you for doing that you know i have my own channel that i do about comic books and movies and all that stuff but uh this is definitely a lot better it's a lot so, more fun so so can i take you a direction you probably didn't expect this to go in go go just go for it you know two kids four-year-old two-year-old they're always demanding to watch kid shows and Absolutely. whenever we can crank like decent adult entertainment out of a kid show it's just bonus time we saw the movie Mitchell versus the Machines, and that's one of the more will entertain the adults in the room as much as it entertains the kids in the room thing that I've seen in a long time. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. Mm. Then my son stumbles upon this thing called Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard of this or seen yes, this? Yes, absolutely. So if you're a comic book person, like this movie's going to land pretty well with you. Now, I've never been a big comic book person, but I know everyone's origin. It's a funny show, though. It's a funny show. It's a funny show, and it's a funny movie, and it works for the kids and the adults. So I recommend Teen Titans go to the movies if, a, you, are a good movie. if you are a parent suffering through another kid show. <laughs> so... Damon, I wanted to ask you, because you guys were talking about it earlier on the show, uh, on the Wake Up show. Not 49ers Wake Up, just Wake Up. Wake Up. We can't use the actual team They, they literally but... reached out to you and said, take the name off? Yes, they did. That's incredible. If anything, that boosts your guys' egos and your, your channel. It's like, hey. So you're obviously noticing that we're getting way more views than you are. So we, 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 we interpreted it the same way you are. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that that's amazing in itself. But, yeah. you know... The hate, the hate boner for Brock Purdy is, is a little <laughs> bit ridiculous. Hate boner. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, look, you look at it and they say, okay, well, we can't really hate on Lamar because he's going to be the MVP, right? More than likely. We can't hate on Mahomes because, well, he's Mahomes. Right. He's a made guy. Yeah. We can't hate on Goff, really, because a lot of America is backing the Lions. So let's just hate on Brock because they right, have the, they've the already played the hate on golf card like that happened in L.A. And then he was dismissed going to Detroit. And anyone who's played that card looks a little stupid now. So they don't want to play it again. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's ridiculous because when you look at what he's done for his season, he's leading the league in so many categories or he's in the top three in so many categories. And yet they don't want to give him that type of credit because of the fact that they say, oh, well, he's on a a super team. Right. Mm hmm. But then when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, who is on relatively a similar roster to what they have now, I mean, you get rid of Traverius Ward and you got Richard Sherman, right? So, you know, some pieces are interchangeable. And he had a stellar, you know, he had a good year. He had a really good year in 2019. But you look at what Brock Purdy's done with this roster, and he's had an MVP caliber year. 
That goes to show you how much better he is. And this being only his second year, first full and, year. And if it, look, if the argument were anybody could come in and do this, how come it didn't happen for Trey Lance? Exactly. How come Trey Lance isn't starting the Pro Bowl this year and already identified as one of the single greatest weapons this league has ever known? And Kyle found if it's that easy, if anyone could do it, if you or I could be the quarterback of the 49ers, how come we're not? How come we're not successful? Um, I, I, I it's there is a cottage industry that obviously pays well when it comes to attention received, created buttons clicked on when it comes to just hate bonering the 49ers if i could use your so eloquent definition it's, it's the best it's the best way to say it it, it is, what it is. It, it's a hate boner it's what it is and they can't help it because they know that it's the easiest target because he has the smallest resume even though his smallest resume is better than a lot of quarterbacks resume over a six-year career and we're talking about josh allen patrick mahomes lamar J these are all six-year veterans this guy's a year and a half not even a full year. He's like, I, you know, I would say become the postseason a year and a half into his career. Right. And he's already putting up these numbers. I mean, we're comparing we're comparing Brock Purdy to the very best of the best among his current peers. We're comparing Brock Purdy to historically significant quarterbacks. Whenever we're reading, like, uh, what has he accomplished so far in terms of compiling early mm -hmm. career stats, and who we don't compare Brock Purdy to is anyone of the quarterbacks that was drafted all of them ahead of him in his own draft class. That would be fair. Comparing Brock Purdy to the peers of the QBs drafted in his own draft class is normally where you begin your quarterback comparisons. The yeah. fact that we have to begin quarterback comparisons with Brock Purdy right up against Patrick Mahomes says an awful lot about the young man and the comparison that he's put in front of us early to make in his career. And you'd think that he would get credit for that. He has inserted himself into the conversation of the best of the best coming from as far back of a starting point as you're allowed to in an NFL draft. Mm -hmm. So it, the lack of appreciation for the story itself, I think bothers me as much as the misinformation and the people who just want to ignore the stats that make it easy to ignore Brock Purdy in their mind. I, it, it, the lack of appreciation for an awesome story it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable right there for the taking, you know? So it, it, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if the chiefs win this game and the Niners win their game. Um, it's interesting to see what storyline they're going to go with. Are they going to focus more on Mahomes, probably, or are they going to then highlight the Cinderella career of Brock Purdy? It's to be interesting to see what mainstream media wants to do. Um, and earlier you mentioned about, you know, <laughs> about how everyone's moving away from radio. Everyone's moving away from even mainstream media, the, the the TV networks. And the reason why is because when you go to a show like, let's say, Damon Bruce, or you go to Larry Kruger, or you go to my show, obviously, you're going to get a, uh, you're going to get our point of view on how we see things uncensored. We don't have, you know, uh, a station manager, or we don't have a, a clear channel that's looking over us saying, hey, don't say that. Like for instance, uh, the rant that Larry did on your um, on your show, if that was on KMBR, they would have dropped the hammer. I would imagine, or they would have got. Oh, upset. Larry Bear would have come running up second. <laughs> Larry was talking about. But do, but do they do that to you guys in radio? Do they ever pull you aside afterwards? Like, hey man, don't talk about the team that way, or hey, maybe tone it down a bit. Honestly, they never did to me. 
Well, that's good. They, they never, they never really did. They never did. There was, you know, one or two times they'd be like, all right, dude, you're like, let Levi stadium go. You know, like that's, that's the biggest like direction I was ever given. Like, all right, you, we know you don't like Levi stadium. Everyone knows it. You can let it go. Now you've been talking about it for too long. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's fair enough. Fine. You know, I, if I'm becoming, Fine. you know, an old repetitive man shaking his fist at the cloud, I'll, I'll take that show note and I'll, I'll go with it. But no, it was never really like a do or don't about this, mm-hmm. but I always felt that how could you, because I was, I always felt that I was on the, on the story correctly. Right. I, 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 I hope I was, uh, t- tell people where they can find you, Nicotina. What is the name of your channel? How can we find you? So my new channel that I started about Bay area sports, mainly the 49ers, and then we'll cover, you know, playoff and NBA playoffs and baseball that as, as it kind of comes around. And of course the NFL draft, uh, I put the link in your chat. I don't know if you have to like allow it to be shown or not. I'm not sure. Uh, but that's the link to my new channel. Uh, obviously, if you want to well, say it out loud, say it out loud. Yeah, it's, so it's called a, a Dre Area Sports. But Dre if you want, Area? Dre Area. Dre like, Area. Okay. Kind of like Trey Area. Well, my name's Andre, so that, you know, there you go. See, we didn't know that. We thought yeah. it was Nicotina. Yeah, well, Nicotina is the name I use on my primary channel, which that channel name is Nicotina, where I talk about comic book movies, movies, uh, entertainment news, all that shit. Uh, so I appreciate you guys subscribing to either one of the two channels. Subscribe to Damon, obviously. Uh, like I said, you and Larry have been a, a big inspiration on me uh, growing up. Listening to you guys on the radio is always something I wanted to do. Uh, you know, having a degree in communications. So it, it was always something that like I was very good at. And so once I started doing podcasting, then I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is definitely w- where I want to be at. And to see you guys thriving like this, it's, it's awesome, man. It's like it, it's just it's just amazing, man. I really I really appreciate you guys doing what you're doing on YouTube. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it, Nicotina. Good luck with everything that you're up to. And uh, one more time, tell people where to subscribe. You can subscribe to me on YouTube at my primary channel, Nicotina, or you can subscribe to my new channel, the sports channel, which is called Dre Area Sports. It's Dre Area is one word. If you separate it, it gets lost. There you go. (laughs) So Dre Area Sports on YouTube. Check it out. And we'll be live again Sunday after the game to talk about Niners and Lions. I think Niners are going to win. My final score prediction for the Niner game will be 38 21 Niners. There you go. That's a win and a cover, baby. See there you in Las Vegas if that's the way it goes down. Nicotina, thank you very, very much. Inspiring the youth. I feel like I need to apologize. Like, I'm so sorry that I inspired you to get into this unloving, unthankful business. But if you enjoy it, you know, enjoy it. God, what did I just see last night? Um, it's dumb money. I watched it on Netflix. The story of the GameStop stock. I wanted it. I wanted to like the movie more than I really did. It was a great story. I don't know how great of a movie it was. Interesting for sure. It kept my attention. Didn't turn it off. But go be successful in other endeavors. Again, as I'm talking about, just you know, bad for ball. The death of journalism. Maybe, maybe don't choose journalism these days, or maybe we need more people choosing journalism than ever before. What a weekend we got. I saw this from Seth Walder on ESPN.com saying that, you know, the 49ers have the most efficient passing offense in football, and that is the Detroit Lions' biggest weakness. Entering Sunday, the Lions ranked 30th in EPA allowed per opposing dropbacks. 
The San Francisco offensive playmakers will be a nightmare for Detroit. And the Lions offense, it's effective, but they don't have the near same level of firepower that the 49ers have. And we got two good offenses. We got two good defenses. We got two good coaches. There's no doubt about it. But the 49ers defense is better than the Lions defense all around. Maybe not just against the run, but all around, they're the better team at preventing the big play. The 49ers score, and the Lions were in the bottom third in the average opponent scored against category. They've given up 23.2 points per game all season long. Uh, Akash Anavaranthian, who's another guy who I think does a great job covering the 49ers. I've had him on and we'll definitely get him on next week during the bye week um, if he's available and we got a Super Bowl to talk about. But he, he, he demonstrated something that I thought was maybe how this game could go. Certainly, I actually hope it goes the opposite of what I'm about to demonstrate. But when the Lions beat the Rams... Two weeks ago, the Rams outgained the Lions 7.7 yards to play to 6.1. It was a 425-yard afternoon for Detroit and a 334-yard afternoon for the Rams. But the Rams won that game. Excuse no, but excuse me, but the, the, the Lions won that game. Buccaneers outgained the Lions a week ago. 408 yards to 391. So it's not some huge discrepancy there, but it was 6.8 yards per play to 5.5. What'd they do? They turned over Baker Mayfield. They give up the yards. Where the 49ers got to be good is in the red zone because they'll be in it. Not settling for the Moody field goal, but putting up six. When you see that red zone is how you get to Las Vegas. The Lions won both of those games because the Rams went 0 for 3 when they got into the red zone and the Buccaneers threw two interceptions and missed a field goal. Getting home on the quarterback is key to slowing Goff down and then getting home as in the red zone and the end zone is the home that you need to be living in is exactly where the 49ers need to be as well. Cash in those red zone opportunities, period. The ultimate 49ers ultimate report is in here. What's going on? Little little grainy in the video today. But, oh, there you go. Just got a little bit better. How you doing, John? I'm doing really, really good. How about you? Doing excellent. Thank you very much. Again, you're a little frozen, but you sound crystal clear. Uh, sum it up for me. What are you expecting on Sunday? Uh, before uh, uh, I talk about the 49ers, I, I want to shout out uh, Nicotina for, you know, jumping in the YouTube space. It's fun. When I jumped into it, I wasn't planning you know, to, like, you know, be for all the big people. I just want to do this for fun. And, I, and I, I like to give a little bit of my wisdom to the people who want to try this. Have fun. Because when you're having fun, you'll get the people engage with you. You'll have fun. And you even will, will meet people like Damon Bruce, who actually knows his football and Bay Area sports so uh well i appreciate that and yeah honestly have fun and don't i think the problem with some of the people that i've criticized earlier is the amount of taking their taking themselves way too seriously 
And if you're having fun, you're not doing that. So have some fun, enjoy yourself, enjoy the ride, and don't pretend that you know, you're the right person to criticize everything because you're just the person criticizing everything. Like, enjoy it. Enjoy yourself, and that's great advice. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, like, uh, you, uh, you did a show about Jed York. Uh, you know, like for a lot of people who don't know me in the chat, I grew up uh, just outside of San Francisco, the Daly City area, nearby the Cow Palace. So I was very uh, fortunate to drive into the city, see Candlestick Park. And I remember the stories, you know, like the people, it's too cold for the Giants games, you know, you know, the, 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 the grass, you know, had water, you know, like I remember those stories and, and I loved it. And I understand why, you know, they moved to Santa Clara and all that stuff. I miss Candlestick Park for those who know uh, my little logo has Candlestick Park. Maybe I'm a little bit of a homer when, when it comes to Candlestick Park, but I've been to Levi Stadium. You know, I'm not saying this, you know, like, you know, uh, the L.A. stadium and the other great stadiums that they've built, you know, but, you know, uh, hopefully I'll be in the stadium one day. So I wanted to say that because I know some people uh, who, who don't really live here, like didn't understand how when you went to this, how cold it was, how, how you know, the, the climate, but it, it, it was fun to go. So maybe I'm just so I wanted to say that to you. Look, Candlestick was was special, and it, what made it special was you knew that you were sitting in a place where an awful lot of history happened, and it wasn't beautiful, and that to me was kind of what made it special. Like, they aren't making stadiums like this anymore, nor should they, but this is a this little dump is your dump, and it's been really good to this team and to this city, and the last thing San Francisco needed was another glamorous, bougie place for anyone to go to. Like the diehards came out to Candlestick. And it was, I love the place. I really, really did. Levi Stadium, my biggest problem with it is it could be anybody's stadium. It doesn't feel like it is, it, it, it feels like Facebook's stadium. Like it's just so generic. It doesn't have that signature element to it other than, it looks like they're still building it, which to me isn't a very attractive design choice. I, 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 anyway, it doesn't matter. Just win the fucking game. That's all that matters. I don't care where they do it or how they do it. Uh, real quick, how are they going to do it? Yeah, so uh, 2021, 2022 is a little bit of a, like that the term PST, you know, PTS, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous because, you know, I've seen this. Uh, 2019, we were so close. And so for me, you know, as a 49er fan, until we get, and this is just my opinion, until we get that Lombardi, I'm going to be holding my breath uh, the remaining games of, of the to win the game. Uh, uh, last week was a little reminder, the playoffs are a different ball game. We just got to play the way we've been playing football all year. You know, run the ball, uh, Kyle Shanahan, you know, more play actions on the offense, defense. You know, make sure to, you know, cover the receivers uh, very well because Ambry Thomas got burned a, a few times. Uh, we couldn't get Jordan Love. And so we, we just had to play the, the, the 49er football we've seen. And we don't have to do anything like, you know, like like you, you said, sometimes Kyle, you know, when he play calls, he, he gets a little bit too cute or, you know, tries to do a little bit too much. I think Kyle just has to be smart, do what he's been doing all year. And that's how we can get the victory. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, no reinventing the wheel. I don't think you need to go into that special version of the playbook that we haven't seen before. You're going to beat the Lions like with a little brawn, a little nasty football on the line of scrimmage. Sack their quarterback. Make sure your running back's got some lanes. You get going with McCaffrey in this game. Look, early, indica early indicator, is it going to be the Niners' day? 
How's McCaffrey running? Right from the get-go, how is McCaffrey running against this defense? If they are getting off on the ground against the Lions, it could be a long day for the Lions. John, thank you very much. Great to see you again. Thanks for the support. Tell everyone where your where your channel is and they can find you. Yeah, so uh, for anyone who's a little bit shy to hop on here, I want it, it, it's to. Not, it's not that hard. I know it takes a while. It took me a while before I show my face, but talking to Damon, you know, he's a good dude. You know, he's not gonna, you know, come at you. You know, he's he, he just loves to talk sports. But besides that, uh, so we could have more people on Fridays call in. Uh, just type in 49ers Ultimate Report, and th that's where where I am. I got a good content creator who covers the Lions. Uh, so. Tomorrow early morning, if you guys want to watch that show, he's, he's a good dude. He was my first ever guest. Uh, they're called the Royal of, of the Lions. So we'll, uh, we'll uh, chop it up a little bit, get his perspective of the Lions. But appreciate always, you know, let me tell the fans where they can find me. You got it, John. Thank you very much. Great guy, John. Guy cares about his team. That's what I'm looking for. I don't want someone who is unqualified to tell me what is wrong with the team because they can't even identify what is right with the team. Just having an angry YouTube channel. I, what good is that? Some fans, some optimism, some happiness. These things are missing from sports coverage these days. Chef A brings up a good point when she says, how come Brock never seemed to get any love from the start from the press? It's because there's not a lot of independent thinkers in the press. They use that hive mind. And the hive mind told them that there's really no story to cover here when it comes to Mr. Irrelevant. So because they designated him unworthy of attention, I think they felt insulted that they then had to give this guy attention who they didn't think really deserved it in the first place. I don't know. It's really weird. It's really, really weird. Doesn't anyone like the story where the stupid kid in class got the best grade after all? Like, that? no? No? Like, I mean, and I'm not calling Brock Purdy the stupid kid in class, but to me, the story of over-delivering on expectation is a wonderful story in itself to tell. And there's people who won't even tell that element of the story. They just want to insist he's not right for the job even though all the statistics he returned over the course of his debut in his rookie year and every single game that he played in this year, even though it all adds up to, hey, doesn't matter what you think, this kid can play. They still want to tell you that what they think means more than what we've seen. And that's the beauty of the NFL's postseason. It renders any and all opinions irrelevant. Doesn't matter what you think. Who won? That's all that matters. Do you understand that? Do you understand winner, good, loser, bad? Because that's what you've sold me all year. So don't forget that lesson now that that lesson is a lesson that the 49ers might be able to complete. Again, how are they going to move the field goals next? We'll find out. And again, if the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl, it's a world of shit and I want to avoid it. <laughs> I really do. <clears throat> we just spoke to John. John earlier said, Damon, do you think that Lamar and Mahomes have spoiled NFL fans with their playing style and the quarterbacks that run the system are bad? Here's the thing. I think probably more than any one player, Patrick Mahomes broke 
the way people think about quarterbacks. We instantly recognize Patrick Mahomes as generational talent. The concept of generational talent is it's not available in every draft class. It's not. Generational talent does not come around and is readily available, and you sure would be stupid not to have one of these yourselves. Generational talent is very hard to find, and people envy it. And it all came so fast and so easy for Mahomes. Everyone was like, hey, I want one of those too. They're not available. They're not available. And the truth is, if you don't have Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't mean the quarterback that you do have is bad because they just aren't Patrick Mahomes. You know, if you're telling me that Patrick Mahomes is the only standard bearer of the position, then no wonder why everybody's miserable, because there's only one of him. Only one team can apparently then have a good quarterback if it's Mahomes or you got the wrong guy. That's just such a close-minded, dumbest way possible to think about this league. Again, the league itself on its own is interesting. We didn't have to make shit up for it to become more interesting. If you're not Patrick Mahomes, you're not very good. Well, thanks. It was a really interesting conversation we just had. Appreciate it. I'm looking for people who bring up the less than obvious things. Like Joe Schmo, who says, you know, the cow palace is a gem. How about this? The cow palace is an underappreciated place that you really wouldn't want to go to too many events to if we're being completely honest about it. But nostalgia is a powerful drug. Nostalgia makes people remember places in a way that they might not have existed. The Cow Palace is a dump, but it used to be your dump and still is. So I'm pro Cow Palace, but let's, a gem? Cow Palace is a gem. That's not exactly a sentence you hear very much. Michael Chan says, uh, shout out 3Com Park, baby. Oh, 3Com Park. Monster Cable Park. Remember that? Didn't they call it Monster Cable Park for a minute there? Like, no one is going to call it this. What are you doing? Just throwing money away. Like, I remember, I re- I'm literally doing the Niners official postgame show, pregame show on KNBR. And they're like, Damon, you got to stop calling it Candlestick. It's 3Com Park. They've bought the price. And so I'm like, you know what? I'll use it during in, when, like during a formal, inter- like, welcome on back to the pregame show coming to you live from outside of, you know, 3Com Park. Ugh. But then conversationally, like every other person who lives here, you called it Candlestick. They're like, no, you can't say Candlestick anymore. I'm like, you know what? They're not paying me to say this bullshit. They're not paying me. If 3Com wants to cut me a check to sound stupid, they can go ahead and do that, and then I'll play nice. But until they're cutting me a check, we're not going to pretend that that's the name of this place. The same way we didn't pretend that O.co was the name of the Coliseum. Are you guys going to Overstock.com Coliseum? No, but we'll go to the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. What is easy for me to say. 
Irwin. Seven Mile House is in a bad place. Kind of an overrated burger, but I do like the place. It is my, it's got my kind of feel to it. Dirty Rice 81, just saying, hey, shout out Arco Arena. I guess no one else is calling in today, so I can take these off. Again, I'm, I'm surprised that this incredibly talkative, comfortable around each other crowd gets so quiet on a sports on Friday. John is right. I don't bite. But that's okay. Because, look, I mean, I think this, the, the whole stadium or the whole situation is really, there's nothing left to say. I think that that is probably the most amount of truth that we can offer on this show. There is nothing left to say. There is only one thing left to do for the San Francisco 49ers. And that is make sure that another season doesn't end in an NFC title game. Three seasons in a row ending in an NFC championship game. You don't want it. I don't want to live in that world. You don't want to live in that world. Kyle Shanahan and everyone on that team does not want to live in that world. Jed York doesn't want to live in that world. That is a world that becomes harder and harder to defend. Even though you'd literally like have a standard that just about every other team in your sport is pursuing to where they could be bad enough to someday go to and lose all those championship games. But it's not good enough for the 49ers. The 49ers got a different standard, right or wrong, well-earned or unearned over the past 30 years. That's up for you to decide. But it's time. It's time to go to the Super Bowl. And on Sunday night, we will know whether the 49ers have accomplished the greater goal and mission of this season or not. There is no sliding scale. This is a pass-fail. Pass, they're in the Super Bowl. Fail, they're not. <clears throat> you don't want to be, you don't want to be on the failing side of this report card. You just don't want to be. There's always something about the way Sporticus drops some nuggets of wisdom on this chat. And Sporticus says old stadiums may not be beautiful, but they're often full of beauty. I mean, can we put that on a t-shirt, candlestick underneath it? That's perfect. This is good, too. SF Indigo, our man Baron Red says, candlestick with sugar. Levi's is saccharin. Not bad. Not bad. By the way, Nicotina is four subs away from 200. Go get Nicotina some subs. Go get John at uh, 49ers Ultimate Report some subs. It means an awful lot to those guys. And if there's one thing that I do know, it's that Plusers support each other. You've been incredibly supportive of my advertisers and be supportive of the channels who are supporting this channel. It's a ripple effect of love and support. And I love it. It's feel good. I feel good. Tim Seitz says the national media would be hating on Brock right up until he wins it all, gets a movie made about him. Then they'll quickly turn around and, oh, you're so right. 
You're so right. The I believed in him the entire time card is going to come out and be played all over the casino floor. No, I knew it. I knew it. It'll be the opposite of Ryan Clark where he's like, yeah, this entire year I thought he was overrated, but I've been singing his praises for the other reason. You're going to have a whole bunch of people saying, look, I was just exercising caution. I was just trying to warn everyone what might happen. But the truth is I knew that Brock had something to him all along. Oh, that'll happen. It'd be like the opposite of a bad Skip Bayless throwing his jersey video away. Like you'll have jersey, you'll have jersey videos being made in the other order where people will be going into their trash can to pull out their Brock Purdy jersey and be like, I knew it all along. Brock was our guy. Here's the thing. We've kept receipts. We know who you are. We know who the dissenters are. And there's plenty of you. And I know who you are, and you know who you are. There'll be no revisionist history once history gets written one way or the other. And here's the thing. You've already been proven wrong. It's not like Brock losing this game then proves that crowd right. The fact that Brock has been in the NFC Championship game two years in a row means he's pretty good at this. I'm putting the headphones back on. I can't see James Jones, but let's see if we can hear James Jones. Hello, James. Hi, Damon. How you doing? Doing. I'm doing well, and I can hear you. Can't see you. Good, I'm just going to imagine you're an incredibly handsome man. So let's just leave it at well, that. I'm about a, about a year about a year older than you, so I'm right there with you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> oh, <pepper. laughs> yeah. Not sure why I can't get the camera to work here, but it's a little irritating. That's all right, brother. What do you got? Um, anyway, so the question I have, I mean, obviously love content, love everything that you do with Larry and everything else. But my question is, are, are, just simple yes or no. Are the 49ers not the number one seed in the NFC? Yes, they are. Okay, that's a simple question, right? So as the number one seed in the NFC, would you say they have not earned the right to at least a little smidgen of respect from the media space? I mean, you'd think. About what they've accomplished? You'd think, I mean, it worked right. that way for the Baltimore Ravens, I can't help but notice, but maybe not for the Niners. It's odd. Well, it blows my mind. Um, and I, to, I forget who said it earlier about um, needing someone to hate, right? Uh, I think it was Nicotina. Needing, they need someone to hate. They need someone to go after. But it has not just Mahomes versus Lamar versus now Goff. It's been this way all year long. When, when, you know, when Nick Wright sat there before the season began and predicted that we would finish second and Seattle would finish first and that the Brock Purdy demise was inevitable, um, his words exactly. And then it, it, since everyone's made these, these predictions from day one, everything that hasn't happened that they thought would is that they can't eat, just eat a little bit of crow, admit you were wrong, admit that he's better than you thought, and he's better than you'll ever give him credit for. I mean, real quick, I saw Ryan Clark this morning on Get Up. Watched it. He, obviously, he chose the Lions to win the game. He said verbatim, regardless of how good Brock Purdy has played this season, he's playing for his job this, this weekend. I don't know that I necessarily believe that. He's not playing for his job at all. As Thank a matter you. of fact, if the Niners don't win... Brock being in position still at his underpaid status will be part and parcel of how they run it back next year if that's what they have to do or are able to do. Mm -hmm. So 
it's absurd that there is a referendum on either Kyle or Brock. Basically, what you're admitting is you don't know what is going on here because you don't watch the 49ers and you haven't paid attention to the last decade and how they operate. Oh, James, you have just appeared. <laughs> there um, we go. There it is. There he is. There we go. Figured out um, the right camera. Boy, you're, you're <laughs> in a smartly appointed 49ers room. Uh, you know what? My wife actually painted my walls red and gold, got the exact colors for Niner red and gold about two years ago. Um, I won that Bosa jersey at SoFi Stadium at the NFC Championship game two years ago. There you go. That football right back here, the white one, that's my uh, that's my crown jewel. My dad won that at a Rotary Club auction back in, like, in 91. Shout it's out time. Rotary Clubs. They don't even exist yeah. anymore, it feels they like. They don't. Signed by the entire 89 team. So, um you know, my stepdad had season tickets at the stick from 79 to 02. Um, I was born and raised and bathed in 49er football and history my entire life. And, um, you know, so, yeah, I got just I love love what I got going on here. But, um, yeah, and that was my question, man. Just, you know, it seems like last year and this is my this, this is probably my biggest gripe. Last year, Brock was the feel good story of the league. Was he not when he came in that day against oh. Miami? It was yeah. He was a welcome guest because he hadn't he hadn't so proven everyone wrong. He wasn't like a threat at that point. It was just a nice little story that'll go away quickly. You know, it was it basically it was Tommy Cutlets on steroids, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean exactly. But he's actually stood the test of time since that happened. And I'm not. I mean, obviously Cutlets. Right? He he had a good little story going on. But we, I think everyone knew that Giants were never going to put all their chips in the ring with, or in, you know to the middle of the table with him. Um, even though they did it with Daniel Jones, who, I mean, obviously I think they regret that as a matter of fact, but you know, it's just, it, everything changed this year. It's like, how do you go from, from propping a guy up and one of the best feel good stories in football for that we've seen in, in a decade, at least right. To just tearing the kid down every chance you get. And, you know, as I told my buddy today, I said, you know, this is the, the comment that Clark made, right. Just showed you right there was these guys, not only do they not watch tape. They, they don't even watch actual local any media from a local teams like beat writers or reporters. These guys are still running with the rhetoric this morning. Well, you know, if Debo can't play, it's going to be real tough for the Niners. If you took five seconds to watch practice video put up by the game yesterday, you'd see him out there running every route, catching multiple balls. Debo Samuel's playing in this game. I, I mean, doubt. With, I mean, but they're still running with that 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 rhetoric. It, it blows my mind. There is a cottage industry. Again, if you want to get famous, work really hard. If you want to get famous quickly, work really hard on shitting on other teams that people say might be good. Again, we've seen Skip Bayless make a career out of it. My buddy Nick Wright is making a career out of being wrong. Colin mm -hmm. Cowherd did more to monetize being wrong as a good thing to be operating from as a talk show host. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I don't know, man. There's There is a... A, a level of performance that has trumped actually covering what's going on that has always bothered me. And maybe that's why I'm not going to have a million uh, uh, subscribers uh, one day because I'm just not going to fan the flames of douchebag outrage. And I'm fine with that. I'd rather be at the adult table having a conversation about what's really happening than being at the clown table being paid three times what I'm actually worth because a lot of people watch me just scream like an idiot. Cause I wouldn't want to scream. Like I, I got to look at myself in the mirror at the end of the night. And I would not want to be the guy who had to pretend the warriors weren't a good basketball team. 
What a, what a lousy sure. place to be operating from. Imagine sure. you're lucky enough to choose covering sports as your vocation and you're actually doing it. And now to be really successful, you have to lie about what you're covering. Right. I would hate that. Yeah. I would absolutely hate that. Can I tell you another thing I hate? Yeah. I hate having a guy on who sounds better than me with a better looking studio than I got. I mean, you're killing me over here. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what. I, I've written for years. I, I mean, I started writing in 99 for different fan sites, 49ers Paradise, WebZone a couple of times. But I wrote for 49ersnews.com uh, for years. My good buddy Chad Erickson ran that. We told okay. to Funked. I wrote for Niner, Niner Noise, 49ers Hub for a while. Um it's been always been my passion. I wish I would have gone to school for journalism. I should have instead of going for criminal justice. But I went to the Marine Corps when I got out of high school and everything just kind of no, went that way. You. But thank you for thank your you. service, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, but, you know, going back to what you just said there, I mean, and kind of what Nicotina was saying and also what um, I subscribed to both. But I forget the gentleman's name uh, who came on after him. Uh, yes. Great guy. Great guy. But one of the things he was saying was, you know, just have fun with it. If, if you're interested in getting into this space. Um, just have fun with it, regardless of the outcome. And my wife and my and my dad, full disclosure, not to get all emotional, but my dad's got stage four kidney cancer right now, and oh man, just fighting hospice and stuff. So I'm getting ready to head up to Nevada City here in about an hour to go see him again. But he's been asking me for years why I haven't tried to to get into something and get this going like this. And so this microphone right here, my wife actually bought me for Christmas, um, <laughs> just because. Get it going. I, I told Get her last going. night, my excuse has always been, I guess the fallback is like, well, what am I, how am I, it's, as you know, it's very difficult to get a foothold in, in this industry, in this, in this market and find that niche basically. But, um, you know, I, I, I kind of just put the bullet the other night and I was like, you know what, I'm going to call in Damon's show on Friday. I said, I, I've been hemming and hawing about it for two weeks now. I'm just going to do it. And I'm glad that you did. I'm yes, glad sir. that you did. And I'm glad that we met and we're now friends over here. And let me tell you, my friend, Thinking about your father. Thank you. Um, you know, my dad was in hospice before he passed away. And those people in hospice, the nurses in hospice, are like angels walking among us. Aren't they unbelievable with the His love nurses are so amazing. Oh, it's unbelievable the job that they do. So mm -hmm. um, go give your dad all the love and then spread some of those that love to their care workers. And what an awesome thing it would be yep. if they could get your dad to the Super Bowl. That's why that's been my goal all year, man, praying and hoping for that, obviously. But, um, you know, being able to watch these games with them now has been a blessing because we had to go to Arizona and move them back after years there. So I have, these are the first games I've been able to watch with them in probably the last two years. So uh, enjoy every minute blessing. of it, James. I am, brother. I thank you. I appreciate thank it, Damon. You. Bless your father. Bless your family, man. Thank you so much. There's James Thanks, Jones, man. who's got a better voice and studio than <laughs> I do. So let's get rid of that guy. He's making me look bad. Jeez, James, you're killing me. What a nice guy. What a great story. And, and, you know, it's, let's, 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 let's wrap up with this, you know, cause we cover what's wrong with sports all the time. What's wrong with sports. Here's what's right. What's right with sports. He's going to go watch a football game with his dad. I'd give my left arm to watch one more football game with my dad. So love who you got to love. Be with them. Make these memories together as they're happening. And boy, I certainly hope that you got an unbelievable memory coming up this Sunday night with no matter who you're watching it with. 
Good luck, 49ers fans. I am pulling for you. I've got my own selfish interests. I'd like the 49ers to win more than ever in any year that I've been covering them because it's good for the channel. It's good for the growth of what we're doing over here. But more than anything else, I want it to happen now for James and his father. That's what I'm rooting for more than anything else. And how nice here. Kurt the Chameleon's like, bullshit, Damon, we'll get you to a million. That's what I'm talking about. That's this awesome community that we've officially grown over here. And I thank you all. And by the way, James, if you're still looking, just go through the comments, brother. Go through the comments right now and look at the way the people are rooting for you and your dad. And this is awesome. Kurt the Chameleon, I'd give anything ever to have a dad. To, 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 yeah, to one more game around with your dad. Wouldn't that be nice? You're right, man. Hospice is one of the greatest things in humanity offers, and you just—they are angels on earth. They really are. These the hospice nurses just unbelievable. And my dad passed away in a veterans hospital, and there was this man who came in. He was one of the hospice nurses, and every oof, this is going to get me a little. Every single time he would wait on my dad who didn't even know he was in the room at the end, right? He couldn't communicate. He couldn't really, he was, he was going. This man who was in his late 60s would come to attention and give my father a salute. Ah, ah. It, it. <laughs> oh, man. Go Niners. Sports don't build character, they reveal it. Love you guys.